Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be discussing Godzilla minus one. I don't know what that means, but that's what it's called. Joining me tonight, first up from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. Next up from uh, the Bay Area of San Francisco, please welcome Rachel to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me back. And last up tonight from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hello, Eric. I only have one topic I want to talk about tonight, John, mm. and that is Godzilla's absolute dump truck of an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla got a wagon. <laughs> and like the man pecs for some reason. Yeah. We can talk about it. It's we'll get into it. Betty Crocs cakes. I like immediately when the movie opened. I was like, what? Is, who is this gentleman? And then, uh, so I posted that in Slack. Also, apologies, like 90% of the questions tonight are about his ass. And I, I, that was 100% my fault. <laughs> Joe Perry said, I motioned over to my wife and whispered out loud, ooh, Godzilla's thick. And she promptly put her hands over her eyes in embarrassment. <laughs> so there you go. Notably different from the the Godzilla in the last couple American movies, I would say. Well, yeah, we can talk about it, but this is this was this was produced by Toho versus those right. which like are licensed and produced separately. But yes, of course, American beauty standards. Not even kaiju. We, we like them. We like them trimmer <laughs> around here, <laughs> yeah, right? It's not that American Godzilla is trimmer. It's that he's more proportioned. Like he is thick all around whereas this this Japanese one it's like he's like a T-Rex kind of like he's like there's nothing from the way his waist is like this big and then he just goes out like a triangle is what you're saying what this Godzilla is is like old school T-Rex versus the American one is like what the modern T-Rex like ideas are way to ruin my joke by explaining what happened (laughs) I mean mean, either way you look at it my friend (laughs) That's Either way you look at it, at least it's not Godzilla 2000. Uh, fair. Oh, that's, fair. that's correct. Right. Well, let's find out what it what it actually is, and uh, we'll be right back. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. Uh, Rachel, I'm excited to have you back on the show here this week. Wow. One of my favorite like current running <laughs> jokes is how I feel like John is one week away from just calling you a communist every time you're on. <laughs> like that's his new joke is that you're just like this like <laughs> West I don't Coast. know where that's coming from, just to be clear. Because you don't I remember what never... happens on the shows after that Rachel that's knows. That's true. I do block it Rachel out. Rachel knows. All right, John. <laughs> Rachel. Unless you want to be a communist, in which case... It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would like to wrench the means of production out of your hands, John. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the eternal struggle. All right, John, please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is kamikaze. Kamikaze. K-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E. So uh, I think Hopefully everyone is aware. This is a word comes from World War II, a Japanese aircraft loaded with explosives and making a deliberate suicidal crash on an enemy target. Uh, It can also be the word for the pilot of the aircraft. Uh, And then it can be used as an adjective to, you know, basically describing someone who is making a kamikaze style attack. Uh, And then more generally reckless or potentially self-destructive. It's a combination... Uh, yeah, delicious. Um, yeah. It is the combination of the Japanese words kami, K-A-M-I, meaning divinity, and kaze, meaning wind. Divine wind. What's that, John? Kami? Rachel, kami. I was talking kami. about you again. Kami. Kami. <laughs> you called? <laughs> uh, it's common, actually. Sorry. Interestingly, so in Japanese tradition, it, res- it, it is a reference to uh, the... The wind, a gale that destroyed the fleet of the invading Mongols in 1281. Hmm. Look at that. Kamikaze. I know. It's a history lesson. Like well, look, it. this is a history lesson of a Godzilla film. 
It's yep. true. This yeah, this is now historical canon in my head. Mm-hmm. This movie. Yeah. Uh John, why don't yes. you tell us about Godzilla minus one? <sighs> okay. I did Does anyone I, have any idea what that title means? Yes. Just, it, yeah. Well, we can get it. I mean, we can get into it. But like I did a little bit of research. I'm gonna ask Casey or potentially Rachel. I mean, anyone else feel free to jump in on like Godzilla overall lore because I'm not certainly not an expert. Um so this is the 37th Toho Godzilla. Uh, it is, or excuse me, it's the 33rd Toho. It is the 37th Godzilla film. Um, and it's insane. According to Wikipedia, it is the fifth film in the Rewa, Rewa era, which was basically a reboot of Godzilla that started with Shin Godzilla in 2016. Mm. Yeah. So, People on Slack were explaining to me today what Shin Godzilla is. I have a, Shin a loose great. enough grasp on it to get it wrong when I explain it later. I knew Shin Godzilla. I didn't know there was like five of them in that era. Well, there's there's three anime films that Toho uh, okay. produced. So there's not another live action sense. Godzilla in this era of films. Yeah, because I, I similarly was like, I thought this was the second one. But um, the film is set in... I think 1947. Well, most of the action takes place in 1947. It's like the end of World War II, basically. Well, it opens in 45, which is at the end of World War II. The main character, and of course, I'm not looking at anyone's name, so I'm just going to be like calling him Guy. uh, Koichi. Uh, He is our main character. He is a kamikaze pilot. The film opens with him effectively like chickening out on his kamikaze flight. And landing on a uh, an island, sort of like base that's there, like a mechanical refueling station, sort of out in the middle of nowhere. It's like rando, tiny little island. And while he's there, Godzilla attacks, kills everyone else except him and one other guy. Now this Kinda is like many, many Godzilla attacks. Cor- yeah, it's it's like the he's baby, like a teenager. Because canonically, uh, p- before this film had come out. Godzilla doesn't even first appear, I don't think, until the like the first film's like fifty three or fifty four, um, and it, Godzilla is like created by like the A bomb testing and so on and so forth. That's like sort of nodded to here, but this sighting of Godzilla in forty five, sort of like in canon now, would be the earliest Godzilla sighting, I believe, is my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and how he's I took just it. like a local, like the locals, the people on the island, are, like know who he is. Yeah. Which like they've never seen it. It's like a myth, but there's no explanation. There's no like because it's like sort of a prequely, but there's no origin. It's not about no, no, no. It's not like where you, you don't see like little baby Godzilla coming out of an egg necessarily. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be cute though. <laughs> I think the American films do show that, don't they? If I remember, at least one. Of them. Who knows? Uh, in any event, all right. So Koichi gets off the island. They basically like that Godzilla attack is is like not is forgotten or at least like not made a deal of. I don't think. Well, I think everyone was dead except him, him and the mechanic. Right? Yeah, but yeah, even, and there's like yeah. some. I think there's some propaganda around it being some like they mentioned that there was like a massacre on the island, but they like blame it on the Americans. The Americans, yeah, they yeah. cover it yeah. up, and this is yeah. all. No, in the they context. blamed it on they blamed it on Rachel and the Russians. That uh, interrupted the trading lanes or something like that with the the U.S. support, I think. So this is all happening at the end of World War II where Japan has now been nuked twice. Like it's a, it is like a lot of the context of the film is about the Japanese mentality and sort of like Mm. the, the culture of Japan in that moment post-World War. So Godzilla minus one, my understanding is year zero is the day like it's the year after world war ii ends basically it's like the new yeah. japan after it. and so Godzilla essentially and- yeah essentially the the blast is zero yeah right and so this is like minus, minus one zero. is like they now have to like deal with something gotcha. and and it like takes them it like takes them back <laughs> minus one is like pre year zero if i if i'm like understanding the name of it. so uh, yeah, and I so know, Koichi... He's a wizard with fire breath. Like, <laughs> he goes... He's, he, Koichi goes back. He is living in Tokyo. Tokyo has been firebombed, like, dramatically. So it's, it's like, truly, like, a shell. I mean, it's not even... There's, like, not built things. Yeah, they do a great job with, like, the 
visuals yeah. there. Correct. He's like, and so he then starts living with a woman that he sort of runs into on the street who has adopted a baby whose parents were killed in the bombings. And they like live as this family and are trying to basically like survive if like very traumatically, I would say for several years. And so like, then we start to see him climb out of his issues. I mean, he's carrying around the shame of his failed kamikaze stuff, the trauma of the Godzilla attack, and also all the like cultural stuff that's going on in Japan. She is like trying to raise this kid and it's really, it's like not going great for a little while. They, luckily they have a neighbor who had raised three kids who all died during the, the, the bombing. And so like, she's helping out a little and they basically start to like gradually have like a nicer life. Unfortunately now, like Godzilla is like a real thing and like starting to make himself known itself. Do we, do we gender a Godzilla? I think it's a he, right? We, we go with he, but, uh, it's a great question, John. So Godzilla, it's like gradually like making its way around the Pacific and they can, they, they can tell through like whatever seismic readings and there's like radiation readings and like boats are getting attacked. Koichi starts like working as a minesweeper on a boat in just like one of the wildest jobs like anyone can have, I would say. So. <laughs> John, I have an answer for you on Godzilla's mm-hmm. gender. Uh-huh. In the original Japanese films, Godzilla and all other monsters are referred to with gender-neutral pronouns equivalent to it. Hmm, there we go. While okay. in the English dubbed versions, Godzilla is explicitly described as male. Interesting. The, the revolution, I don't know. That's defying gender roles from 1950s. That's impressive. There we go. Very interesting. Uh, okay, so that is what's happening. The boat... I mean, like, I don't, do you want me to explain the entire movie? Because, like, basically at this point, this is when, like, Godzilla is, like, now a threat to Tokyo. Koichi and, like, this crew of people on this boat kind of become central in a civilian organized attempt to save Japan. And this is where, like, there's a lot of geopolitics that come into play because Japan is not allowed to have an army, famously, after World War II. Um, and the Americans are basically saying, like, hey, you're fucked because, like, we don't want to get involved with this Godzilla thing. Because they're distracted by Russia. W- well, they're worried that Russia will, like, interpret it as, like, a attempt to, like, establish a whatever. Yeah, aggression. Aggression in, in the Pacific. So then the civilians basically have to, like, band together and heroically fight Godzilla in just, oh, my God. One of yeah. the greatest scenes. Wow. <laughs> John's jazzed up tonight. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, Casey, what do you think? Um... From the sounds of it, I'm up there with Schnars. I was pretty jazzed over this movie. I was kind of blown away. It is great. And for which is not common in a lot of Godzilla movies, I really connected with the story that's happening in between Godzilla and the characters with Koichi and his little family that he stumbled upon. And like the emotional aspects of what he's dealing with and the cultural aspects, like when he comes back home and the way... He came back to his parents' home to find out his parents were gone, and the neighbor that Schnars mentioned, you know, was his neighbor when he was a kid, and she knew he wasn't supposed to be back. Her first reaction wasn't excited to see him. She's like, "What are you doing here? Yeah. This is bad." Starts slapping him, calls him a coward. That's heavy stuff. So you piece that together with Godzilla stomping around and destroying shit. It's just an A-plus movie for me. And, like, the Godzilla scenes, him wreaking carnage and the fights were really well done. It was just super impressive. And Godzilla is so aggressive in this one, more so than, you know, he's, he, you know, you know they kind of lean towards he may be the protector. No, Godzilla's pissed off, and he's just, you know, he's going for it, which is a nice change, too, especially from the American ones, so. Rachel. Yeah, um, you know, I tend to enjoy big, dumb monster movies. Like, I like the crowds fleeing. I like the buildings toppling. Uh, I like the mass destruction. That shit is fun, right? Um, you know, like, maybe there'll be some cool world building or something like that to spice it up. But I go in with very, 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 very low expectations when it comes to the quality of the story, the human stuff, any of that. Like, I don't expect to care about a single person. So I was really caught off guard, like, in the best way possible by this movie. I 
absolutely invested in every single one of those characters. And this movie had stakes in a way that no Godzilla movie has for me ever before, which was was fun and definitely enhanced the experience. Um, I thought it nailed all the monster action, which is, of course, a big part of this. Like um, those scenes in the water that are kind of like Jaws like, um, you know, <laughs> reminiscent are really tense and fun. And there's some really cool stuff that happens with Godzilla himself in those. I don't know if we want to spoil that yet, but, um, and the design of Godzilla, like, I love that it's this, when we're joking about him being thick and, or they, they are thick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that they maintain some of that sort of like camp and silliness of the original mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. while also like updating right. it and making That's it, what the know. American versions do is they sort of take out the silliness of it. And there, so there yeah. is something fun about keeping the visual silly stuff, but making it mm-hmm. so dead serious otherwise. Yeah, and the thing is, is it vacillates between the silliness and and being genuinely terrifying. Like, when it's roaring in the city in those moments, like, it feels very threatening. Or even when those, like, ridiculous puppy dog eyes, when they're just, like, b- above the, the water. Eyes. Yeah. Really they're like creepy. Yeah. Eyes. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's actually kind of fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know we'll probably talk about how the original Godzilla was, like, this metaphor for nuclear war and all of those kinds of things. And I, and I loved that it kind of updated that metaphor for you know like it's now about survivor's guilt and sort of like the festering below the surface like coming to the surface over a series of years in the same way that it's happening with um what's koichi koichi yeah yeah Yeah. like all of that i thought was really powerful in a way that i was really not expecting to be moved by a godzilla movie like i have some quibbles about some of the acting there's some melodrama in here but you know overall thank god you said it oh my god yeah i mean it's a little shouty i was gonna be pulling that thread myself okay yeah it's a little shouty um yeah i'm I'm on board with all you guys i really enjoyed this movie and i was reading subtitles just like you john i couldn't (laughs) believe it i was nervous i was nervous um you didn't even complain once, did you? And honestly, mm-hmm. so here's what I re- I I've enjoyed the Americanized, the new Americanized versions that I think Gareth was it Gareth Edwards that yes. has working mm-hmm. on those. Like they are just really fun from a spectacle point of view. They really are doing the city destruction oh in an over the top way that like. American well, cinema is known like, for, right? Yeah. Literally, they're destroying right. every Right, <laughs> from like disaster to disaster. Yeah. They're, what's kind of neat here is they show that like, you can still make this compelling with two, there's like one city's destroyed in this movie by Godzilla. Really, it's not even as good as the sequence, the Jaws thing. Like, and it is totally about when they're just like, um, they're sort of sort of kiting him to use a, a video game term, John. And but he's he's doing this like snake thing in the water. And yeah, and those big human eyes of his just like that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. And it's like really surreal and creepy in a great way. There this, are times when I feel like I don't understand the physics of what he's doing. Like sometimes he just looks like he's standing in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. could I get some movement here or something? But uh and I, and I do, it, it, if there's a legitimate criticism of the recent American ones, it's like all the humans are so throwaway. It's like it's like a 30th generation VHS copy of Jurassic Park is how I would describe the human drama in the modern Godzilla things. Yeah. It's so far removed from anything compelling or interesting. Uh, and so here it's it's cool to see them. And, and, I, and I can only assume that that is a big hallmark of a lo- of many of these movies is like focusing on this sort of human stuff happening around the Godzilla action but yeah i mean if i have a complaint like what rachel's saying the the and it's it's these two it's the guy and the girl like the the melodrama when he's like i never left the war like of course he's saying, not saying it in english but like <laughs> Listen, not everything, you dub this, not, everything <laughs> tra- not everything translates across subtitles. His over-the-top acting, yeah. I could read without knowing what he was like. It's a little much. Um, and because they just keep coming back to those scenes, I'm like, I fucking get it, dude. He's got, he's got PTSD. Come I love the daughter. And look, she was young. Like, this was like a yeah. young actress. 
Yeah, I feel like her affect was like the opposite. It was like she she was like delivering these like brutal tearjerker lines, and it was just like straight up like they might. The child was out acting everyone. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Um, But actually, so my favorite part though, character wise. It's this group of dudes that they yeah. that, that he starts working with with the mind sweeping, and it's oh, specifically yeah. this Egon. He's Egon. Is no, I love that guy. Is. Noda. Yeah. yeah, he's Egon he's slash Yoda. Sure. Godzilla. No, no, Noda is his name. Oh, Noda. Yeah, yeah, Noda. <laughs> <laughs> but just like he's got he's awkward, it is. He's just quirky and funny, and yeah, and I love the captain. Great. That whole crew. I totally agree. The the like the dude. They crew add that life. He falls in. They yeah. add life to it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest with you, at the Doctor Nota. If I ever get my hair cut, it may be That's an option. Where you're going? <laughs> it's not That's a bad look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's working it. Look, I um, I didn't. I mean, Eric, you just jumped right right over my full on oh, full throat. It's okay, but I mean, I did love this movie. I I I was more emotionally moved by this movie than I've been moved by like any movie. In a in a while. I mean, truly, I was texting with Casey, I think, because he and I saw it, like, whatever, like a day or two apart. And I was yeah. like, I didn't know they could make Godzilla tearjerkers. Like, is this, is this where <laughs> I, like, three times in this movie, I was getting misty. I'm like, I guys, like, I needed to you bring tissues. You are human, John. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> the stuff with the kid. And then. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is obviously, like, spoiler territory. But we're just going to, like, get into it. But it the 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 stuff with the mechanic and, like. You knew what was happening. Like it was like it was very obvious oh. where that was going. And then I was like, oh no, maybe it didn't. And then when it and then they did it. And I was just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like literally in the in the theater, just like, yeah. What are you talking about though? Well, like, so there's this setup where there's a you know, he's a kamikaze pilot. They're talking about how the Japanese army at the end of the war didn't value life, and they didn't right. eat the planes never even had ejector seats in them. Because they they put and Noda is the one delivering the speech because they put such a low value in human life, and so Noda. And that's like, right. That's the whole th- threat is that like what they're going to do this differently. We're going yeah, to do it. We're not going to yeah. lose a single person. And so the mechanic who he's had this beef with for you know since the Godzilla attack because he didn't he froze at a moment when Godzilla was attacking and he could have probably not really stopped Godzilla but like the mechanic kind of blamed him for all of the deaths on the island. The mechanic installs an injector seat, an injector seat in the plane that he's going to use. Because the guy we know, there's there's some dramatic tension because we know that the pilot is planning to be to execute his kamikaze mission to try to kill Godzilla if he has to, which you know he's going to have to. And so, but he doesn't even. I don't even think the pilot knew. I guess he. That was what was unclear to me. Is like, did the pilot know that the mechanic had put the ejector seat in? Because the, the no. He shows so, him the lever, and they only yeah, do it in a like flashback sequence. We like, see it right as they cut away, right yeah. as he's getting ready to take off, and you just right. see like the mechanic gives him his little speech, tells him to get out of there. Then you see the mechanic say, "Oh yeah," and then they cut away. I'm not yeah, gonna lie, it's not a Japanese the, plane; it's a Russian plane. The so fact that yeah. like everyone seat. survives and it comes together so cleanly in the end, I was a little like, "All right," but I do understand like the satisfaction sometimes of a movie like this just coming to like, eh, we're all yeah. good. Yeah. End. Well, but and I wasn't just it. on the melodrama point, like totally agree. Like I was, I went a little bit back and forth on some of this stuff being just like culturally Japanese, like mm-hmm. even the relationship between Koichi and the woman whose name I, well, and not just culturally right Japanese, but also from 80 years ago. Well, sure. It's like the forties. But like they're living together for like two years, and we're to believe that there is no physical intimacy at in a any tin point. can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and the, obviously, like obviously, the movie sort of like ends with her not ends, but like at the beginning of the third act, she's like, "How dare you never ask me to marry her?" I can't remember exactly where it happened, but you know, it's just there. There was a you, lot of quaintness that I just yes. wasn't sure how much of that was. I would love someone to explain to me. Japanese beds from the 40s because that just looked like the floor to me. <laughs> it was me. a floor. It's called a tatami mat, With a I thin believe. piece of fabric underneath yeah. you. I was like, God, I mean, like, you know. Some people I say it's appreciate good our differences, but like, how about a mattress or something? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was tough times, dude. They didn't have food. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yeah. Surely there was a bed in one of those. There, yeah. There was no yeah. Tempur-Pedic. If no. You, if you don't have rice. You don't get a Tempur-Pedic. No sleep numbers for them. No they couldn't they order it off of together. In John, like I'm a, a real. They couldn't I'm order a, a new mattress off of Amazon. John, I'm right. a real bear if I don't get a clean eight. I don't know if you know It was distracting me. Um, I think Rachel, by the way, I actually read like more, like I, I ended up like reading a lot about the movie. The plane is actually a Japanese plane, but it was like a secret plane that was never actually right. used during the war, which but is it like, was, like made by the Russians. Cause like uh, all, of the, all of the, like the things inside it were written in Russian. Honestly, uh, that thing bothered me so much. That. The, the propellers in the back I found so visually confusing because it kept, Looking yep. to me like it was flying backwards. Well, that so that design yeah. again, again, according to the article that I read on the internet, that design was like based on a real design that was like a secret Japanese plane that they like never deployed because like they started losing the war. And there was a lot of weird planes towards the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, everybody was getting weird with it, trying to <laughs> you know, maximize. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, a lot more of this movie than I was expecting. And you also said, like, is about the people and, like, about just, like, the brutal nature of their life. Like, the the guys on the boat, the guy, you know, mm-hmm. them, come, you know, coming to the house and, like, there's a couple dinners and it, you know, and then, look, I even found the scenes very um, engaging and moving of the civilians coming together. So, like, this general who becomes the leader of this, like, civilian thing He's in the movie, like whatever, less less than a third of the movie. Just incredible. Like this man, he was like he was born looking like a general. Like (laughs) he's just got that look. Well, he's just unimpeachable. (laughs) And I love he gives this speech, and he basically says, like, look, like this isn't the army. If you want to leave now, you can leave because you've all been through like hell the last couple of years. And like a bunch of people leave, and they don't say nasty shit about him. They're just like cool, like. Now we're going to go do this thing that we got to do. I don't yeah. know. It was, it's almost, and Eric, you were sort of saying that, like, it's almost like too genuine, you know, like the, but it just yeah. worked. It worked for In me. In a way that sometimes that's fine. Yeah. It's just, it's a little different than uh, American sensibilities, I feel like. Yeah. And I think like a, a culturally, culturally and historically, you know, for them, because that's a, the way they came together like that. For, you know, for like with coming out of that era of Japanese history, it's like, you know, that's pretty revolutionary in itself for that Mm -hmm. era, right? For that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I found it really interesting because there we're talking about like a lot of cultural differences and stuff. But I actually was struck by how similar in some ways some of the themes and the ideas and the criticisms of the government and war were in this. Mm. We're so used to seeing Japanese soldiers through an American lens to see those same uniforms that have always coded in a very particular way um, and have them be just so similar to the stories and the experiences and the like kind of like the, the themes that we see through our American war movies, like kind of, it un- it kind of revealed sort of an unconscious bias that I had and did not even know that I had. I don't know, like an invisible bias and an idea about, like I actually came out of this movie moved in a lot of ways and also feeling like I unpacked some invisible shit in, that I had absorbed like mm. culturally through American war movies. Um, so I don't know, like that's more of a personal thing than a, than a review thing, but I do feel like it, it, Makes the movie it it levels up the importance of this movie and the representation that it provides for people who like only watch American films to see. I don't know to see it in this way. It's the value of watching movies from other countries, right? Because it it totally is. No, um, there's not going to be an American film, certainly at this budget level, that portrays Japanese soldiers and their lived experience of World War II. So, like that has to come from Japan at a certain level. And it is. It was incredible. I mean, like, again, like, it sounds ridiculous to say, like, I learned something from watching, like, a Godzilla movie. But no, I it's totally like, yeah, Certainly culturally and sort of, again, whether it's, the, obviously, the action of the film is not historically accurate, but the milieu that it's set in um, can be. And And I, you know, I guess I take on faith that it is, like, based in reality. This is, like blowing the doors off in Japan. I, I I was looking at the box off. I should pull it back up. But like, 
It's like one of the highest grossing. I think it's the highest grossing movie of the year for Japan. Wow. And it's the yeah. highest grossing live action Japanese film in the United States ever. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, and like, I was fascinated too. We hadn't even brought it up yet. Like the fact that Koichi and how he meet, meets like that Noda and the uh, captain of the boat and everything, how he meets his little group of friends is he finds a job just to be able to feed him and this girl and the baby he found. And his job is in a boat finding and dismantling uh, mines, <laughs> you know, like well, six million or whatever. Them. They're blowing well, them they're up. Blowing them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that, love but um, that whole scene when she's telling him she's like, that's too dangerous. And he's like, no, <laughs> he's really good at it. It's I really guy. enjoyed that montage. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, in that sequence, I mean, you all were talking about the, the sequence in the ocean, that scene when they're using the mines to try to stop Godzilla. It's so oh good. God. Yeah. So that's a scene too with the effect where we see his face <laughs> kind of regenerate, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I actually I yes. actually was like, oh, you know, oh <laughs> mm-hmm. open mouth when his face regenerated. It's like yeah, I like wasn't expecting that. Was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk about it. I did read so this director, I, I hadn't I haven't seen any of his stuff, but he's like big big time in uh in Japan, like like multiple Japanese Academy Award winning and things. It, Interesting. It, it's just like kind of wild. And this is like the power of this franchise that he's like one of the very best directors in Japan. And like when given the opportunity to work on a Godzilla film, it's like, yep. And like, here's what you get. I, I was trying to think of like what a corollary would be. You know, it's like. Well, he's the writer too. So they, they just oh, gave him, they yeah, like go it do was it. like carte blanche. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, I guess Coppola making like, Dracula. <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah, I mean that would. Yeah, you know, Godzilla's been around since the fifties. Like, 50s. like, like Martin it's like Scorsese you know? directing Friday the Thirteenth or something. Yeah, yeah. That's my I version. guess there you go. Robert De Niro as Optimus Prime. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, John Quentin Tarantino did write a treatment for Halloween Six. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> now you do Michael then, Myers first word is going to be the end <laughs> every time he stabs somebody and, there, anyway. and there'll be a barefooted woman <laughs> I, <laughs> and that was the last time I was on bloody good horror <laughs> um, I think I've mentioned I think I mentioned maybe last week when we were talking about seeing this um, I have been watching uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters I don't know if anyone else is watching it. I go back and forth on it being awesome and then it being just like ridiculous and a waste of my time. <laughs> but yeah. it is it is so interesting to watch in the context of the of like and we were talking about the difference. Well, and the other thing that came out literally the week this movie was released is the trailer for Kong X Godzilla colon. The Lost World, oh, I think. That trailer. Yeah. I, I'm not feeling great about that trailer, to be honest. <laughs> it's one of the craziest looking things I've ever seen, and not in like a fun, cool way. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it's basically they're turning Kong into the ape from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. What was that? I can't remember what his name was. The like Caesar. Caesar, Which, yes. Also, did you guys get the trailer for that? I haven't seen it. No, because oh, that trailer's out too. That yeah. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the there's the new one of those. Um, I mean, the moment we saw Kong's robot hand come out of the hole in the trailer, like, remember oh, when God. they stared at each other through the earth? Yeah, through the earth. <laughs> yeah, there was no, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's staring the at people. I don't understand. <laughs> no, exactly. The light just like comes from everywhere, it just like emanates from, I guess. Yeah, it's magma. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you got me there. But it is wild, like what, you you know, to see what a like very high-end Japanese production is doing with this character. And then like in the U.S., it's just like, I don't it's know, like they the go to the opposite. middle of the earth now yeah. and like mm-hmm. they but have like been, families I mean, that they miss. They have been something. fun. They, they're just, the American ones have been fun. They're just very disposable and forgettable mm-hmm. in a way that this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I guarantee you I'll remember much more about the plot of this and I I already don't know anything about the other ones and I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, I remember true. that in one of them was a King of Monsters where Boston gets destroyed. 
Well, like half there's the a world big, gets destroyed. There's a big scene in Fenway where they're like, that's where they're playing the recording from, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's when we got all sorts of. Uh, I can't remember which which one. I like that we're one. all just remembering our geographic. Because I'm like, I remember the Golden Gate Bridge scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's pretty prominent in Monarch. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, oh, good. I get to have this bridge anxiety reignited. <laughs> yeah, you like to live that over and over. Yeah, <laughs> Indiana didn't have any. Yeah. It was like it was like a small cow pushing over a pushing over a silo. (laughs) It's just a cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, there's uh I mean we could we're running the risk of just saying remember that one part. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) But there's just so many there's a lot of cool little scenes that separate themselves. Like and like like I was talking about with when we see first Koichi go to his new job and that whole sequence when, you know, they're hunting mines and we see how they do it. It's fantastic. And it even plays in later in the uh, final, you know, showdown. Mm-hmm. And well, even that final showdown, when they started talking about this and stuff, I hadn't really pictured it in scale as they're describing it. So that whole opening scene, when you see the four ships pull up, and you realize what they're doing with the empty ship. So I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved the uh, I love the young guy who's on the the he's like the young guy on the boat the who kid. didn't fight in the war. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. And there's like a very emotional scene where he's like getting super pissed because he like wants to fight Godzilla. And they're like, no, you did. You weren't traumatized by the war. And so like you need to sit this out because like you have to basically like help Japan not be fucked in the future. And he ends up saving them. And it's like very fun and cool. And he comes in with the, the tugboat crew, but, uh, the tugboats, even that, that was very American the, action movie you know, because they show up and then they're all instantly in formation and attached. Yeah. To the thing. yeah. yeah. No, I mean, one cut, yeah. that was a cut. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. They uh, all just great that- tugboat drivers. So, I just appreciated that every time there was an opportunity, like I think in an American film, I, I kept w- expecting the like the the, sh- the other shoe to drop with every character. I thought the neighbor was gonna like do something to screw them over. I thought something was gonna happen with the ki- like I never. Like, everyone appealed to the their better nature, and yeah. normally that would be too sweet for me. But there was something very cathartic about the kindness at the center of this movie that that I was also really surprised by and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you remembered that two nuclear weapons had been dropped on the country, like you know, just yeah. But one year we before, see what America did when like <laughs> things yeah. go poorly. Like it, we don't appeal to our better angels Fair. very often. So True. like it yeah. felt very it's affirming true. in a way that I was also not mm. expecting. Uh, Joe Ferry on YouTube brings up uh, the score. Yeah. Yes. By yeah. Naoki Sato. I love uh, Joe's uh, profile picture on YouTube, by the way. It yeah. looks amazing. I like how Joe is a fox. Look at him. They use these um, these cues that sound like they must be from the original movies because yeah. they just sound like old school movie scores. But in this kind of updated thing, I love that just like dun dun that big mm-hmm. the Godzilla theme that pops in is is really cool. Yeah, I'm not an expert on Godzilla scores, but they're definitely strains that show up throughout the score that definitely feel familiar, you know, from that world. Yeah. It's like modern with the, with a touch of the yeah. old school, which is, uh, I like when movies do that. It was good. John, I didn't, you did some research on this and I didn't have time. So I'm, and I wanted to look something up and I wonder if it came up when you were looking the end of the movie, we kind of get a little tease about what mm. could be coming next with the neck. Did you happen to see any explanation for what's happening with Noriko's neck? Oh, you oh mean, I missed that. I've seen speculation online. I mm, there's like a I thought black you were talking about the God- that grows. I thought you were Did talking you about the Godzilla regenerating. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I don't. No, no, she no, had no, like no, a no, red no. spot. She had, yeah, like and it kind of like. Mm. See, I, I didn't know. see the bubbling part, but like Jk. I've, most of the speculation I've seen online is uh, radiation burn. Got it. Because it Godzilla is shooting his giant atomic breath. Finish it. A couple times, right? <laughs> my, yeah. I mean, my assumption is like they're not going to try to retcon any further and that this movie is meant to just like bleed into 53 and like the canon Godzilla 
timeline, but maybe, I don't know. This is where like, I'm not an expert enough on like what they are doing with the Rewa yeah. era and like the total relaunch. And maybe, I'm, maybe they are, maybe they're going to do one, like a new 53 or a new 54. And it's like, whatever. But the, the like last shot, at least that I saw was the part, like the little tiny chunk of Godzilla that was like falling down into the water was starting to bubble and regenerate. Yeah. What? What? what, oh, what, what? I just sorry. I saw a comment pop up. I gotta let me turn off the comments because oh. <laughs> this Levi one says there's a theory that. online that she's pregnant with Godzilla's baby. LOL. I mean, there's a theory online for everything. I think so. Yeah, I've seen radio uh, radiation sickness, but I mean that's part we didn't mention too because that's a big part of the story. Where after, uh, oh my God, sorry, what was that she- gentleman's name? But she goes to get, yeah, Koichi and Noriko goes to get a job in uh, Ginzi, Ginzi. Yeah, Ginza, I think, or Ginza, yeah, that's it. And she gets an office job there, which is the first place that Godzilla comes to land. So then you have the heartbreak of that going on. And Koichi has no idea what's happened to her. And you don't know if, like, what Rachel's talking about could be a holdover from that. It could be radio sickness. It could be Godzilla's baby. He tries to go save her, but she ends up saving him. Right. And it's blasted, and we we you assume she's dead until again another tearjerker scene. He gets a letter after he survived the Godzilla <laughs> attack. That's like, hey, just kidding. She's still alive. You got to go see her. And then there's like that final scene. That was a point. I was like, really? Where everyone's just fine. Like, no, right. I was just clapping. I love how this movie really touched on this, <sighs> like. Um, optimistic thread for you, John. And I was over here just like, whatever. Brought, brought me. Yeah. Brought me in. Um, no, that was where I got misty eyed. So I'm wishing ours <laughs> that if we want to just hit on a couple other scenes, the scene where she's on the train and then that's a great the, scene. It is, it is so well done. I mean, I'm, listen, the, we haven't talked about it a lot, but the, the one c- city destruction scene is like, it's not the most, epic self-indulgent thing you've ever seen. It's a couple of simple, really simple setups that just make you feel the weight of what the people are experiencing. The train is one of them. The other great one is the reporters on the roof (laughs) and them watching him from like kind of like bird's eye view. Like, and again, it's like not, you know, especially after seeing the American ones, like you're not going to top that action, but it's really well done. Well, the, you can top the action by just like, to your point, being, being really more, thoughtful. Yeah, well, and, and maybe a little more like meat and potato action shots rather than like trying to go big CGI blast you in the face. Right, right, right. Moments because right. that's there was right. some there was some blasting. I mean, the Godzilla blasts are still quite strong yeah. here, but tell me yeah. more, John. <laughs> well, that's that city uh, <laughs> the destruction junk the was the first when he wants to get that rolling. <laughs> it's the junk in the front. He's been doing yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that city destruction scene that we got—that was the first time we saw his blast, right? Doesn't I he think. do it in the water one time too? Yeah. Oh yeah, he may have. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember I what happened. I know. I'm, I know. I'm too much. I'm too immature for this conversation. I know. I Thank you. I already knew as soon as it came out of my mouth. I'm like, this isn't gonna go well. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Tell me I'll more about this uh, blasting. <laughs> all about his blasting. All I know is the first time that in this for this Godzilla, the first time the spikes start turning blue and shooting out his back, I'm like, oh, it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the little chink, the little like yeah tactile, like the spikes loading, like when his blast is loading and he goes it like that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. We must move on. <laughs> I don't Strong know how agree. much longer I can. I don't know how much longer I can keep it under wraps. <laughs> I'm trying to be a lady tonight, okay, guys. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, I tried uh, something new. What? <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Godzilla minus one, Casey? Absolutely, and. I think your time's running out, but go see it in the theater. Rachel. Five out of five Godzilla blasts. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> recommend. Uh, uh, I was going to say I had a blast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would recommend it. Yeah. Thumbs up for me. And I, I may be the, the toughest one to please in this scenario, John. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a ring endorsement. Four thumbs up. All right. 
I cannot see at all. Like I literally am doing this. Let's uh, take a quick break and do some fan mail. From the people who brought you Halloween, more of the night he came home. Halloween 2. There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason that wasn't even remotely human. Don't miss the all-new Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Halloween 2. Rated R. The horror continues. Now playing at a theater near you. Hey, I'm Tommy Ricola, director of Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. And we're back once again. Rachel's in the show, and we rejoin <laughs> mid conversation. <laughs> I'd have it no other way at this point. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com's email address. No emails this week, John. I also, they put one hurdle between me and signing into Twitter, and I pretty much, we gave up on that platform forever. Yeah. So there goes 60,000 followers on Twitter. Ah, uh, whatever. I didn't what do will the porn bots? Where will the porn bots get there? Exactly. Yeah. All that, en- all that <laughs> engagement we get from the ninety thousand bots that follow us. Um, <laughs> okay, a couple things on the agenda tonight. We got our Spotify Wrapped, John. Spotify Wrapped told me that our audience grew almost thirty percent on Spotify specifically this year. John's response instead of saying, "Hey, go team," John said, "I don't believe those numbers." <laughs> Wait, did I say that? Yeah, you sure did. I don't, I don't remember that, but okay. I think I was referencing a different number, but in any event, okay. Um, so there you go. Yeah, go team, go team. Uh, <laughs> John, you were uh, pre-show chiding Rachel here about her additions to the year-end list. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, Rachel, I salute you for your completeness in making sure our list was as extensive as uh, it could be. There were so many more I did put on there. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> as I was like, I'll only put these on. These other ones are obscure. <laughs> How are you watching so many movies? Well, I didn't say I watched them all. Yeah, I assumed you hadn't watched <laughs> all of them. Okay, okay. No, I uh-huh. haven't watched them all, but they were all ones that are like too still like because you know we have our own top 10 right and so mm-hmm. i have a running list and they i just picked the ones that were like buzzy and like i thought maybe had potential <laughs> i do so before i met so we are in the year-end vote counting stage here we're, we're not we're not done all the voting um uh and so patrons have a week more to vote uh, the staff, we will be collecting votes right up yes. until probably the end. I Eric have is- that. Uh, the link is pinned in the random channel and in the big show channel if you're looking for it in Slack. But also if you're not a, a patron, patreon.com slash bloody yeah. and you can vote today, John. Yeah, it'll it's on Patreon, even if you're not in Slack. So, you know, you can go there. Um what were what was I saying? Oh, so I went through my uh, the thing I always do is I go through the list and I just mark the shit that I've seen just to like remind myself, and then I sort of do like a short list. I like try to chop down the scene list. I think I got up. To, I was up to forty three movies this year, which is that's pretty good for me. Pretty good. Uh, so yeah, get a couple more in before the end of the year. I'm feeling much better about my top ten now that I've like done a provisional pass. I'm like, huh, not bad. Especially I'm putting Godzilla on. And guess what? I am. It's going to oh. be really fucking high. It's going to be high. I, I got to do that right now, John. Thanks for Let's go. Me. Let's go. 
John, I'm not used to seeing you this enthusiastic well, about But life. Eric, like, as we've been discussing all year, your, uh, I feel like your feedback has been that it's been very weak at the top. Like there's yes, like, there's very. depth to the year, but there had not been a movie where you're like, I mean, yes. maybe I'm out of it tonight, John, but I think I'm going number two for this. Okay. Ooh. Um, um, I like, feel good. I just say, I just, Megan does not feel like even a number two to me. Uh yeah no it does yeah. not. There you go, Casey. This article you just shared uh, about Godzilla friends. Like I'm not gonna be able to get through this one. <laughs> I was speaking no, of articles. Well, it's a like, reference. I would like the record to reflect. Oh yeah. I would like the record to reflect, John, that Godzilla's mm-hmm. gender actually very much up for debate. So, the first. Mm-hmm. When you t- when you search Rachel Godzilla gender, for me, as far as I'm concerned, the first real article is called "Is God?" Uh, it, sorry, wait, where? It's called "The Complicated History of Godzilla's Gender." Hmm. So there you go. What's I, the, Alex, uh, I was trying to figure out in this movie. Say, what's the what's the publication? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are they like saying daily, actually daily saying Godzilla in this movie, called. or are they saying Gojira? No, they said so, Godzilla. I think. Yeah, because that's yeah. what I thought. So, but I thought it was originally weird translation or something and now they just i was wondering the like thread on that i don't know all right great (laughs) uh thanks guys a bunch of people on slack (laughs) uh i'm trying to see if any of these were real questions or if it was all just butt stuff uh wow (laughs) rachel these people which godzilla do you think is the thickest son of godzilla duh i mean look at those legs Look at them fast. Zach, would Godzilla be considered a weapon of ass destruction? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sure. Make that booty clap. Uh, <laughs> would you rather fight a Godzilla-sized duck or 100 duck-sized Godzillas? I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I have too, and I, have an, and I think the answer is a Godzilla-sized duck because he still doesn't really have any weapons, whereas like those little ones still got that laser. Yeah. Right, they've got, they still got atomic duck. breath, right? Right. Ducks are also very rapey. Um, yeah. Their penises. <laughs> that means You're worried about that. being overtaken by like a, too many. Could be, it could be a lady. It's Get a out of my dream journal, neutral. first of all. <laughs> 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 oh, God, guys. I'll, I'll take my chances with the Godzilla duck, I think. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a real question from Steven. If you had a chance to be any kaiju, which one would you be and which city would you destroy? Mm. Mm. Is I'm this the list that you sent? Er, I'm going uh, Mothra Kisa? and I'm going I'm going No, peaceful. but it would work. You're, you're uh, yeah, peace, I'm also going peaceful. Mothra. But I want to fly and she's the prettiest. One, I like a so good healer. Mothra. You know, I like a good healing mm-hmm. energy. I don't need to destroy anything, John. I'm gonna be back at Godzilla. Mecha, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's yeah. a good one. I love, I did love how dumb Mecha Godzilla was in the American, yeah, one that came out a couple years ago. Uh, how about um, oh shit, where to go, King Caesar? <laughs> yeah, that's I'm pulling that off Casey, the thing Casey sent. Um, <laughs> he aided uh, Godzilla in destroying Mecha Godzilla. Oh, he looks so ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like uh, Jabba's buddy on the barge, the little bird thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. no, what it looks like is a is a villain from Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, like totally. I think he was in Psycho Gorman. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally. they were just pulling whatever they had in costume at that point. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it for questions. And then Levi posted a pic of Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And just for reference, because he's even thicker. Like, he's even more like, he looks yeah. like a genie bottle or something. Um, <laughs> well, the arms were almost like smaller, I feel like. Little T-Rex-y arms. Yeah, like very they're pulled in arms. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, I don't know, man. The design choices or something. Uh, and then I had them explain Shin Godzilla to me. We don't need to recount that. Anyway, what's on threads, Casey? All righty. We got a couple out here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, first up, we have Metal Prof. I really like this movie, but thought it severely abused coincidence in time and place, such as having Koichi be right there for Godzilla's first two appearances and being right there to scoop up Noriko 
after the train incident. Do you agree or disagree? Can you think of other movies that did this? Sorry, there's it just sounds like an essay prompt. I tried to come up with a non-jokey question for you. <laughs> no, there's definitely some of that going on. I think we covered all that. Well, him finding her during the the attack on on Ginza is was absurd. Just mm-hmm. like she's running in like a huge mob, and then he just like shows up. And you're just like, wait, what? How the hell did he get there? But yeah, um, I mean, I the, could write off the first attack as you know, wrong place at the wrong time, right? Sure. And then he he has the job where you would be running into Godzilla during the second attack. Yeah. Like I, those two I was fine with. But the the those two connecting during the attack was definitely I was a little like, ah, I'm yeah. glad they're there for each other. You know, I was clapping. <laughs> so just like he did it. He got it. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this version of you, John. Uh, All I, right. I, told you, I went to see this in the middle of the day. On a work day in uh, that probably in the IMAX honestly. theater. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, in the IMAX, oh, I bet it was cool. Incredible. I bet it was cool. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really yeah. Cool. Was it like the size? Isn't IMAX like a weird frame size as well? It was uh, shape. It, it was. It's super tall, but this was they didn't like stretch it. It yeah, it was yeah. it mostly it, played like somebody. So right before the like movie started, box. those little things came down in the theater. Like it's in that wider. Yeah. Whatever yeah. film frame. It's like letterbox. And somebody like close to me in the theater went, why do they take part of the screen away? Like, it used to be a goddamn country. What? I didn't even look what the aspect is. It two, <laughs> oh, two, three, five. Is that what they should? Is- something like, yeah, what is that? Anamorphic yeah. or something. All right. Americans and our serving sizes. Words. Am I right? They don't even want our movies cut down. <laughs> uh, next up, and this is what the link is for, Schneiders. Uh, this comes from Asian Cinema Film Club. Which Godzilla ally or foe would you like to see make a return? Happy holidays, y'all. Can I say King Caesar again? Or uh, I can. <laughs> the other one that I was laughing at, I think it's called M- Manila or yeah, Manila. Manila is it Manila? Okay, that one oh, looks yes. ridiculous. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. No. Unless we can count cartoons. I think it was the cartoons and they had Gadzuki. Oh, Manila is Godzilla's son. Yeah, that's that's the one that's yeah. thick. That's the one I said. I mean, he's definitely thick or it yeah. is thick for sure. Yes. They. <laughs> they, they, Ooh, they problematic, are thick. John. <laughs> All right. <Problem>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel. I'll Sensitivity training incoming. <laughs> 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 I believe it's they is thick, John. I think they is thick. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Last up, we have from Popcorn Designs. Are you sad that Godzilla did use his atomic breath to bore a hole through the our planet's crust and make direct eye contact with someone in the center of the earth in this movie? <laughs> that was especially like made me angry because it wasn't just that there was like a direct line. It was that they made a point to show in the movie that it was like a warp thing. Like it was like a. Yeah, they look like they're maybe 150 feet apart. <laughs> right, exactly. You guys remember this way better than I do. It's the only thing in that movie I remember because it was so absurd. Fair. Not the pterodactyls flying around in the center of the earth. That sequence. That I was fine with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the sun's setting here in center of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No. Is that it, Casey? I got you, Rachel. That is it. Okay. Instagram. Do you remember Godzuki from the Godzilla cartoon, or is it just me? We That just came up, right? So that's Godzilla's son. No, Manila is Godzilla's son. Gadzuki was another character from the animated versions, I oh, believe. Uh, here's a question I'm not qualified to answer. What is the best Godzilla movie minus this one? Can we see what he did there? Yeah. I'm not qualified mm. to answer this. Here's no, I'm not. I mean, I've seen, I saw Shin Godzilla and I've seen all the American ones. I actually was contemplating. I want to go watch the first one just because I've never seen it. I feel like I have to. So, 
What if my answer was that Matthew Broderick joint? <laughs> Credibility lost. Your, your video, your videos, just like cuts out. And it's like, like that's enough internet uh, for you. <laughs> yeah, we've had just about enough of you. Um, I actually don't know that I've ever seen that one all the way through. I, I just I mean, we I used to put it, it on in the video out. store. Yeah, it's what was it ninety six? Sure, or ninety eight maybe. I don't know the Matthew Broderick one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 97 or 98. Wasn't the twist yes, that, it, that Godzilla was a girl? Yeah, well, there, there were Godzilla eggs. That's the thing I remember. So, so this, that's funny because I remember that Matthew Broderick uh, Godzilla when it came out because that was the first time I went to a surround sound theater because we had just moved to Indy. Mm. There you go. You were blown away. It was like, yep. <laughs> eh. Is Ooh, Godzilla rain. all around me? What Rain's all around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, John, there's a bunch of stuff on Instagram, and none of them are actual great questions except this one. Wow. wow. Just Something don't Godzilla. Just deleting their Instagram right now. Like, I don't brew. even know why I bother. <laughs> Godzilla, more likely to make it clap or drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see much evidence of clapping, so yeah, that seemed pretty tight. That aspect, right? It's not. There's not a lot of movement <laughs> happening there. I have no comment on this one. No. <laughs> I defer. Actually, like this tail one gets in the way. Not even that. a question. Anyone yeah. get more passionate than a Japanese soldier? I can't even shave regularly. <laughs> right. That's it from Instagram, John. That's all I got tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> so we're gonna make one more tr- attempt next week at poor things is that the that's what we're hoping yeah if we can get it that is the hope no it doesn't come out till the 22nd so that's not gonna cover us this week well it's it's already out I mean it's just it's expanding it's, no, no, I don't know if- Casey and I can't see it until at least the 22nd which is next Friday Okay. So that won't work for this. Yeah, I think uh, the 22nd is when they said it went wide. Okay. So we're going to figure out what we're watching next week, and then uh, you guys are going to have to see poor things before we do our year-ender. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna see it, but it's it'll, we won't be able to do a show on it, so we need something else next week. Okay. Rachel, All I'll right. be pinging you for suggestions. Have you guys seen Where the Devil Roams yet? No. Is that... I haven't heard of that, Rachel. That makes me nervous. Well, did you see Hellbender? Did you see oh, do you like that? We're not we're not doing that. Okay. JK. Um yeah. John, would you like to see Red Because <laughs> I I'm feel like you might be my sole ally. Oh no. This is a man um, of taste and sophistication. What are they called? The the family? This the is Adams. the family. The Adams. The Adams family. Mm-hmm. I just worry about what's, what's going on with these kids. Let me tell you, the Adams. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, that's uh, <laughs> Rachel, where can people find you when you're not here? Well, I'll be off watching Where the Devil Rooms by myself, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, all those things at ZG Podcasts or uh, Rachel Pants. Love it. John, people still have time to get in their votes, right? For year end stuff. Sure do. Love it. For the patrons. Patreon.com. Your voice must be heard. If you're already a patron, check your inbox or head over to Slack where we have the link pinned. I, and I am we gonna... should say it's like ranked choice voting, right? Or like you don't need a whole top ten. No, no, you don't. You vote. If you and... just have a favorite movie this year, you could just put vote for that one and Correct. it won't mess up the system. Because some people were saying they kind of felt like they didn't watch enough to vote, but I was like, it's actually better if people just vote on the stuff they liked. Yeah, correct. Uh, if if Godzilla isn't on the ballot, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna check this, but I'm I can't remember if I got it on there or not. Um, so you know, consider. There's already people on Slack who said they will not vote for Godzilla because it's not a horror film. That all right. I did. It, it's on the ballot. Okay. good. I had the same reaction you did, John. I, I do what I want. About that. Yes, I that's mean, look, literally we, what we, I said. We were discussing this pre-show. Bo is afraid is on the ballot. Godzilla is on the ballot. Yeah. I'll, I saw poor things, as I was telling some folks before the show. 
It's also it's about as horror-y as poor as you put uh, Bo you afraid put Bo's afraid on the ballot just to keep me yeah, happy yeah. and I appreciate yeah, you I know. that. And so poor things stays on too, and Godzilla stays on. It's a I was saying to Rachel, it's, it's a, a big, big tent. tent of horror that we have here. Yeah, that's so. right. Love it. There we go. All right. That's it for Godzilla minus one. I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.